1: Hello and welcome. I'm Pat Rulo, the voice for patient safety. I'm so happy you've taken the time to join me, and today I have lots to share with you. So, let's dig right in, shall we? You know, this week I was thinking I'm going to try not to watch or read the news. But, I must say, I am not successful. It's like driving by a car accident and not looking. Or especially for me. It's like eating only one potato chip, holding the bag back, and walking away from the pantry. It is not possible. Every day, something happens that's more startling than the day before, and if you don't keep up, you may be lulled into thinking all is okay. The new normal, as they say. And many people think it's just election hysteria, that after the election, we'll go back to the Old normal. Ha <laughs> Buckle up. It's going to be one wild ride, regardless of who wins the election. The rest of this year promises to surpass the bizarreity, if that's a word, of the last few months. And so thinking about the news and what's going on and election and all the crazy, it prompts me to think about the holidays. And here's my prediction. Santa Claus is most likely not coming to town this year. Can you imagine the upset mall Santas? COVID Claus! (laughs) Wow! Depending on the outcome of the election, we may no longer hear the words Merry Christmas. God rest ye merry gentlemen will be banned. Because you can't say God. And why is it gentlemen? I mean, what about us ladies? Such gender bias. No candy canes, because canes mock those with walking or balance issues. Can't say ho, 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 because it might offend the prostitution business. Oh, and mistletoe? Gone. Don't want to promote any COVID kisses. And what about... The word snowflake. That may have to go, as we don't want to offend anyone who has an inflated sense of uniqueness, an unwarranted sense of entitlement, or are overly emotional, easily offended, and unable to deal with opposing opinions, as in Generation Snowflake? Red and green. Who says those should be Christmas colors? Why not banana yellow and periwinkle? And ugly sweater parties? Ha! <laughs> I'm sorry, but I like all of my sweaters equally. Ugly is in the eye of the beholder. I say, ban the ugly sweater party! Or maybe just don't go. Oh, then there's the plethora of offensive holiday songs. Now, we all know about Baby It's Cold Outside, and I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Ugh, what a hussy! But what about these? It's the most wonderful time of the year. You know that song. Banned as it forces everyone to hide their depression. I'm sure no one will mention that it's due to the unwarranted lockdowns and the loss of work and income. It's not the most wonderful time of the year. We must ban that song. What about the Christmas song? One of my favorites, actually. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. What are we promoting? Air pollution? And folks dressed up like Eskimos, everybody knows, that's downright mean. Do you hear what I hear? You know that song. Do you hear what I hear? Now that song is exactly what is wrong with this society. We all have unique life experiences that shape our views of the world, and we cannot assume that anyone will feel the same way as we do about anything. Why should I hear what you hear? Offensive doesn't do justice to how offensive that song is. Oh, have a holly jolly Christmas, and when you walk down the street, say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet. Come on, have you ever thought that one of the people on the street might be someone who does not want to be said hello to? I mean, that song promotes street harassment, and we must stop using Christmas as an excuse to abuse people, this way. Then, there's Santa Claus's coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Well, that one might be okay, because it, it's, it's all about Bill Gates, right? And the Mark of the Beast and his ID chips coming to a Christmas stocking near you? Real soon. I'm sorry. Sorry for the sarcasm. Not really. I was raised in a Sicilian home where sarcasm and spaghetti were served regularly. Or were they regularly served? I don't know, but you can thank my mom. She was darn good at it. Yes, both at sarcasm and spaghetti. Anyway, I spent all week thinking about how dark my recent show topics have been. I mean, who would have thought just a few months ago that the worst thing we worried about back then was hospitals where people weren't washing their hands and infections and medication errors and rudeness and arrogance. Oh, how I yearned for those old days. So I planned to lighten it up today with a conversation about I had no idea what it would be, but I just felt the need to go light. But then I watched a video from a nurse whistleblower and there it was, today's topic. Nurse Whistleblower. Hospitals vaccinating patients by force without their knowledge. Yikes! Now think of it like this. You pull up to a fast food drive through and you are asked, Do you want fries with that? But now it has become, You do want fries with that. Or, You will have fries with that. By Jeffrey Jackson, Health Impact News, September 14, 2020. Now, because of COVID, the discussion around mandatory vaccinations, the lack of informed consent, pharmaceutical control of American health care, and an overall lack of health freedom is on most sensible people's minds and lips. The United States' mainstream medical system and healthcare are failed establishments that have drifted away from healing To become profit-based outlets dispensing inferior and outdated pharmaceutical products the historical direction has been clear to anyone paying attention and now it appears that the beginning of some tipping point has arrived what it means and where it will lead is unknown yet the status quo of business as usual is changing moving forward as medical whistleblowers come forward and communities recoil against their loss of health freedom. In two short years, much has changed as a result of a countrywide mobilization fueled by the whistleblower admission of Dr. William Thompson, known as the CDC whistleblower. Dr. Thompson went public, recounting in detail his experience about research fraud within the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The documentary film titled Vaxed From Cover Up to Catastrophe supercharged the focus on the CDC's troubled vaccine division and at the same time exposed a heavily controlled and censored mainstream media in the United States. Now, recently, Another medical health whistleblower made immediate waves by publicly recounting her continued experiences witnessing daily routine vaccine injury in U.S. hospital neonatal intensive care units, that's newborn units. Nurse whistleblower Michelle Routon told of a callous medical system that regularly and inhumanely chooses to give the CDC's recommended vaccine schedule to premature infants causing massive increases in severe and life-threatening adverse reactions. Premature infants. According to Roughton, the attending doctors and medical staff have made these routine medically incompetent actions into jokes to be laughed at on the hospital floor and in break rooms. I'm not going to go into all of that that's a whole other thing there but in the age of information the incidences of whistleblowers are increasing as health freedom and informed consent is eroding at breakneck speeds those left with ethics courage and humanity within such a system are keeping quiet no longer Now, a group meets on the first Friday of each month a Pennsylvania Chapter support meeting called Talk About Curing Autism. They gather to provide education, support, and resources for families in need. And at a recent meeting that took place during the first week of May, this nurse was filmed warning of forced flu vaccinations occurring in U.S. hospitals. In addition, this nurse gave possible solutions to the unaware, targeted public in an effort to preserve their informed consent and to avoid unwanted adverse reactions according to the nurse whistleblower she says since the affordable act came out we are now as nurses required to ask every single patient when they come to the hospital if you've had your flu vaccine or your pneumococcal vaccine if you say no to either one of those In the computer, an order will generate that says we need to give you this vaccine. We don't need to speak to a doctor. It's hospital policy. It's now health department policy that we now have to give you the vaccine. The bigger headline-making story was made as the nurse whistleblower continued. She says, when you go to the hospital, if you need surgery, say you need a knee replacement surgery, First, they're going to ask you if you've had your vaccines, and if you haven't, you say no. Then they're going to say that you need to sign this consent if you're going to have surgery. You need to sign a consent form, and in the consent, there's a word called biogenics or biologics, and if you sign the consent saying, I consent for you to give me biogenics, biologics, that basically means that they can give you anything they deem necessary, including vaccines. So if you say that you didn't get a flu shot and it's flu season, and you signed the consent saying, I agree to biogenics, biologics, they will give you a vaccine even when you're under anesthesia because you've already signed the consent. How do hospitals inform the patient they have just partaken in a medical procedure? Immunization having inherent risks, without being given prior informed consent? According to the nurse whistleblower, hospitals approach the subject by telling patients the following. Unless you go and get your medical records, you will not know you got a flu vaccine. Or the hospital may tell you at the end, oh, by the way, you're now covered, you've had the flu vaccine. Or you got the pneumococcal vaccine. Is this really happening? certainly people would be talking if it were the nurse whistleblower goes further saying two people now have reported to me last week saying that they got the vaccine they did not want the vaccines they did not know that the word biogenics biologics meant that they were going to get a vaccine so how can people protect themselves according to the nurse Perhaps a simple strategy can instantly combat this push towards forced vaccination now happening in U.S. hospitals, she warns. When you sign consent for surgery, you can specifically say, no vaccines, I don't want this. You can write an initial after what you say, you do not want, and they have to honor that. And if they don't honor that, they can be sued. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, defines biologics using the following statements. Biological products include a wide range of products, such as vaccines. In contrast to most drugs that are chemically synthesized and their structure is known, most biologics are complex mixtures that are not easily identified or characterized. Now, it should be noted that the Department of Justice publishes a quarterly list of vaccine-severe-adverse-reaction settlements and injuries. The majority of the vaccine injuries contained on the Department of Justice's list are a direct result of the flu shot. In addition, the effectiveness of the flu shot last year was 23 percent according to official CDC statistics. During manufacturing of the flu shot, The CDC and drug makers take a guess at what flu strains may be prominent for the coming year's flu season. So due to this fact, every flu shot is different from the previous years and therefore untested. Since the ingredients are always changing, there is no time for true safety studies to be performed. Each year, individuals undergoing the medical procedure of vaccination are considered the final phase of public safety testing for an unproven pharmaceutical product. I hope you understood what I just said there. Each year, individuals undergoing the medical procedure of vaccination are considered the final phase of public safety testing for an unproven pharmaceutical product. Furthermore, Denying the patient this knowledge and access to the manufacturer's insert before injection constitutes a laundry list of broken medical ethics agreements and violations of international codes, protecting humans against forced medical experimentation. Now here's just a little side note. There is evidence that influenza vaccines increase the risk of the coronavirus infection. And here's why, due to a phenomenon known as virus interference. Now, it appears that the flu shot protects against influenza, and it appears some other types of viruses as well, but it comes at a price of actually increasing the risk for coronavirus infections. Now, this is according to a study that compared the respiratory virus status among 2,880 Department of Defense personnel based on their influenza vaccination status demonstrated. The study concluded vaccine-derived virus interference was significantly associated with coronavirus. Now, to balance that, there are fact-checkers, you know, those who attempt to control the narrative who beg to differ and say, Just because we found an association between flu vaccines and acute respiratory infections does not mean that the flu vaccine actually caused there to be a higher risk of infections. So I'm just giving you both sides so you can decide. All right, back to signed consent for hospital services. That includes vaccines, but patients are unaware they are granting such consent. The requirement for consent is that the treatment you are consenting to is explained in terms you can understand. Right there, there's a whole lot of gaps in there, right? There's medical literacy. There's gaps in education, socioeconomic status, language barriers, okay? It must cover all that is to be included, and you have the right to refuse parts of the consent, and you can refuse some treatments and agree to others. You can add conditions as well. If you do not understand it and you are told you will be refused care, then present them with holding them liable should they refuse care because you will not agree to terms you have every right to refuse. Now, sometimes you'll see these words or whatever additional care is needed. You don't want to sign anything that says or whatever additional care is needed. It's like freeing care providers of accountability for errors. So sign and initial every single part of what's in the consent, cross out and initial with refused, and be sure to get a copy right then and there with the signature of the person seeking and the signing witness to your consent. Because hospitals are great at losing consents when errors are made, and Some doctors even add to consents claiming a patient agreed to a procedure, done to cover errors, harm, and deaths. And always get copies of your chart, every single entry. You'd be surprised at what some entries say about you. Gossip, misinformation, medical errors hidden, falls they did not disclose. In emergency rooms, urgent care clinics, pediatric offices, almost any medical facility, you will be asked to sign a consent to treatment document. And if you don't want vaccines given to you or your family members, never sign a consent to treatment without obviously altering it to deny consent for any type of vaccination. You can write your denial of consent for vaccination in a various variety of ways, such as I do not consent to any type of vaccination for any purpose. Just be sure to write it large. Initial it, and then circle it. Make sure every nurse, nurse practitioner, doctor who deals with you or your patient, family member, hears from you that you were denying consent for vaccination and that you've altered the consent to treatment form to reflect that. Now, the staff people of a medical facility beyond the front desk, they always assume that the consent to medical treatment has been signed without alteration. They don't look at the back of the medical chart where the consent is inserted. So you must tell and show them that it's not business as usual with you or your loved one when it comes to vaccination or they will assume they can vaccinate according to their usual protocols and routines. Now, surgery consent forms are much more complicated than they were years ago and they are legally binding documents. So read them very carefully and never sign them. If the hospital has given you drugs to sedate or alter your thinking ability, This is why it's so important to have an advocate with you. But guess what? No advocates. No one's allowed in. It's open season. If you assume and expect that your surgeon will be doing your surgery and you're having surgery at a teaching hospital, be sure to cross out any ambiguous words such as, Dr. Jones may be doing your surgery today or Dr. Jones and his team will be doing your surgery today. Cross out any ambiguous words and state in writing that you consent to only Dr. Jones doing surgery on you. If you don't do that, you could be subjected to a resident-in-training doing your surgery without your knowledge. People are not aware that an inexperienced surgeon did their surgery unless something goes wrong. Also, be sure never to do a digital signature on a hospital or surgery consent form. Demand a paper copy be printed out and sign it in ink. Informed consent is the most important and valuable right that you have as a patient under federal and state law. The healthcare care industry very often violates that right. Knowledge is power, so consumer, beware. Now, someone suggested to me, you know, you can always just say yes when asked if you've had the flu and pneumonia shots. I think they also ask about the shingles vaccination. They don't make you prove that you did. Didn't hear it from me. Now, if you think all of this is overkill and unnecessary, well, you should know that a shocking number of people find out that vaccination was carried out without their consent on them when they were admitted to the hospital sometimes without the doctor's knowledge, or on a child at the pediatrics office, or the emergency room when the parent was out of the room for some reason, perhaps completing paperwork or meeting with the doctor, or a newborn baby taken to the nursery or newborn intensive care, even though the parents had signed paperwork to waive the hepatitis B shot at birth. Remember, going to the hospital should not be akin to a fast food drive through do you want fries with that is still a question, not a command. Do you want vaccines with that band-aid for a stub toe? Should still be a question, not a command. I highly suggest that everyone, especially if you've been in the hospital or have had some kind of medical care within the past few years, call your doctor or hospital and request a full set of your medical records. As far as I know, you still have the right to those. Do whatever you have to do to get a copy into your hands and take the time to read them. You may even want to have somebody come over, somebody you trust, to review them with you. You need to know what's in them to correct anything that is incorrect and hopefully not find any surprises. And please, don't assume that the medical profession is looking out for you. What a horrible thing for me to have to say. But there it is, because you may not want fries with that.
0: Listen to Pat Rulo and Speak Up and Stay Alive radio. Stay safe from little-known health care and hospital hazards. To learn more, go to speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com.
1: Head over to the website, speakupandstayalive.com. Get some copies of my books because they really are valuable should you enter a hospital situation. My newest book, Highway to Heart, Humor and Honesty in Healthcare. And oh my goodness, don't we need some heart, humor and honesty when it comes to healthcare. Visit speakupandstayalive.com. Until next week, please stay safe, happy, healthy and sane. I am Pat Rulo. And I am the voice for informed choice and patient safety.
0: The information provided in today's broadcast is for informational purposes only and was not intended for use as diagnosis or treatment of a health problem and should not be considered as medical advice. Want even more information? Purchase a copy of Pat's book at speakupandstayalive.com. Once again, it's speakupandstayalive.com.